Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the show. Scotty Sattler, Matty Rogers for a Tuesday night edition of Sports Day. And we've got a very special guest on the show. He's been a, a tremendous player this year for the Brisbane Broncos. And that is the number nine, Billy Walters. Rat, how are you? I'm good, thanks. A good yeah. kid, Billy. Oh, great young fella. Yep. Grew up in a dressing shed, a bit mm. like you and I. What about if, if, if Brisbane will win it? Yep. It's a great story. His, his old man's a coach. Yeah. He was there when, you know, in the photos when they last won the premiership as a little kid. Yep. Be, be great, wouldn't it? Amazing. Amazing. Mm. Great story. And it, it's a great story all around about a, a, a guy that though everyone thought probably couldn't be part of a successful side as a hooker. They're always looking for another hooker to come through. Mm. But then everyone questioned his father about whether his father was a good enough NRL coach as well and has he got the right personality for it. And they've both proven, proven everyone wrong so far. Kev, Kevy was a much maligned player too at times about his defence and, you know, what whether he could handle the, the, the week-in, week-out rigours of the NRL. I remember it. And mm. um, he just continually proved people wrong. Yeah. Just took pleasure in it almost. Yeah, absolutely. He's always great in the big moments. Mm. Great I remember there was a I remember there was a World Cup final. Might have been nineteen ninety two over in in England and he came off the bench and he hit Steve Renoff with one of those they call those out balls where Steve Renoff catches the ball on the outside of his defender. When the defender looks up he's gone mm. to score the winning try against England in the World Cup final. It was an amazing pass. They had a, a great relationship, Kevy and, and Steve Walters and especially Alf as well. Three burning questions. On the show tonight also, Daddy Vass will have three burning questions for us. And Teamless Tuesday with only two games being played this weekend. Yeah, some interesting interesting selections mainly have been forced through injury. And we're going to see what's going to happen um, also with the judiciary as well. Well, we probably won't get a decision there with Jack Whiten tonight. It'll go longer than the show, I think. Mm. It's fair to say. It'll go a fair while. And we've got the good oil here on Sports Day each and every night for Cobram Estate, Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. And let's talk about some NRL news. Now, Phil Gould, Rat, and Daddy Vass, mm. welcome to the show. Yeah, boys. Um, Phil Gould believes rugby league players, they've got too much time on their hands and he's had a bit of a go at the RLPA. So have a listen to what Gus had to say. We've still got a few weeks of football to get through and then there'll be other players just like Latrell saying that they're injured and they can't take part. There'll be clubs keen to get them back. Remember last year we had a World Cup. Mm. A lot of our rep players didn't join training for January and started this season underdone. That led to a lot of niggling injuries in the early part of the year. You compound that with another off-season because of these ridiculous return-to-play, return-to-train type things that they have with the RLPA now about the time you've got to have off. They get more time off. Than, unbelievable the amount of time they get off. But because you can't get them back to training, um, because, you know, they're going to have time off, poor dears, you play this rep football at the end of the year and you do that year after year after year, they're getting less and less training and less and less of the training they need. And that's where injuries are going to occur. He makes a really good point, Gus. Now, I want to ask you, Rat, because you've been on a lot of tours with both codes, mm. but let's focus on rugby league. If you've gone on a World Cup tour, for example... And then you've come back with a shortened preseason. Yep. Did you feel as that affected you? Uh, it did. I think I think it, they do have too much time off. It did. Well, well, here's the thing, Sats. I know the clubs want to get want to get their players back to play to train to train mm. to prepare them, but the players have to be professional enough to be able to do the training that they need to do away from exactly the facility. Yeah. Like 
you, you need time away from the spotlight. You need time away from the facility. You need time away from the people that you're going to spend every minute of, you know, eight or nine months with during the season. I don't mind them having time off. But, you know, you look at American sport. Like they are very rigid in when they have specific trainings, when they can use pads, all that sort of – I'm talking NFL now. Yep. Um, but what those players – they'll, they'll have – their own, they, they do their own off season before they get to their training camp, so they rock up ready to go. And and I think there's an expectation, maybe it's changing, where players have thought, oh, I'll I'll just get fit when I get to training. Like that's mm. what preseason's about. It's like no, you, you got to. That's when you get injured, like you, Gus alludes to. You got to be ready. Yeah. Like you, you got to rock up fit to get super fit because you can't get super fit unless you're fit. Mm. And if you try to get super fit before you're fit. You break down. Exactly. And that's the issue. So I think it's up to the clubs to manage that with their players. So, all right, well, you're not going to be at the facility for the next, you know, six weeks, but here's what I want you to do. Oh, here's your work you've got to And you shouldn't want to do it anyway. Well, absolutely. As a player. Absolutely. I know the last – I mean, I wasn't great at it, I'll be honest, in the first sort of 10, 12 years of my career. But the last five years of my career, my off-season, my time away from the game is where I got my best work done. Exactly, yeah. No, I wasn't bogged down by people around me. I could just go out – I, I did my weights, I did my um, my cardio. So when I came back to preseason, I was ready to go, and and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've got to say also, when we played and players before us, Rat, we didn't have the, the science to support the workloads and the training that they have today. Mm. Now it's fair to say that there's a belief that sports science have too much control over players these days and what they can and can't do. Luke Lewis told me a really good story once in the last couple of years when they started really heavily using data and GPSs in the back mm. of your training jerseys. And they were doing a captain's run day before a game. And he said, and his preparation was, in, it was immaculate. Yep. It was always to the, to the very yeah. last nth degree. And he was a great professional, Luke Lewis. And he said, they just started their captain's run. And the trainer came out and said, no, you've reached your workload. You can't train anymore. He said, no, no, this is what I do. This is my preparation. No, you've reached your workload. So... Shane Flanagan pulled him out of the training session. He said, this is what we pay the money for to keep you fresh. The sports science. He said the next day he had the worst game yeah, he'd well, had in many years. And he said it, it played with me psychologically. So sometimes sports science has a little bit too much say, Well, I mate, think. for the first probably, well, definitely the first eight years of my career um, when I was at the Sharks, I did weights four days a week. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. If we played on Saturday, I still did weights yeah, on Friday. Exactly, I just, yeah. It's what I needed to mentally feel like I could compete. If I missed one of those days of, of weights, I, it, it would just, it would throw me. Mm. Now, sports science would probably say that's madness. You shouldn't be doing that, but it's what I needed. And, and I think you're right. So that sports science does get involved a little bit too much. Um, I, I saw, I mean, we had two very distinct, um, I guess, uh, life, life in the in in the in the form of our our physical training when we we're at the Titans. We had two years with Billy Johnson, and then we had two years with Chris McClellan. Billy Johnson was the Cunnamulla School of Medicine. Run, do your spew, and yep. next time you run, you'll be able to run a bit further. And it was the hardest two years of my life. Never felt fitter. Never felt better um, going into games. We had you know Professor uh, Chris McClellan come in, and I, I will say the workload was nowhere near as heavy but I still felt, felt as good. So there was merit. It was quality as opposed to quantity. Yeah, there was merit yeah. in the sports science, but sometimes you, you need to be able to bend a little bit for the men, for, for you, for the, to have you mentally ready yep. as much as physically ready. I feel as though sometimes we don't want to upset too many people. Mm. 
But then again, you got Melbourne, who's still trained harder than anyone. And for some reason, we, you know, no one comes down hard on Melbourne because they've had success with their their training regimes mm. over the years. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just uh, we just pick on the clubs that are going poor. Yeah, mm. it, and and it's it's, a, it's the low hanging fruit. Isn't exactly. It? It's easy. Exactly. Mm. Uh, that's that's a good oil for Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Three burning questions after the break for Daddy Vass. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is Sports Day with Sats and Ratten. Three burning questions thanks to Toolkit Depot. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Tell us what you think about these questions. Give us your opinion. 0457 736 736 if you want to get involved in the show. And the first one, Daddy Vass, revolves around, well, Nathan Clear. Well, it's really about NRL 360 last night. Yeah, a bit of a debate about uh, Cleary and where does he sit in terms of the great halfbacks of the game. Let's have a listen to uh, what Gordy had to say last night on NRL 360. Would yeah. you agree? You played with Alfie, another champion. Well, I don't think he's at their level. No. That's my you really opinion. don't? No. But he's done, doing it every I year, Gordy. I get everything you're saying. I think he's in an unbelievable team. I think he's a great player. I think he's professional. I think he's probably one of our greatest goal kickers. I think his positional play is great, but I don't think he has the vision of an Andrew Johns and can carve a game up like an Andrew Johns and play off a back foot. Put him in the Newcastle side that Andrew Johns played with. So that's why it's really hard to compare. But if you ask me, is he as good as those guys? I would say no, not yet. It's an interesting one because when Gordy said that, I said, are you serious? Like, Nathan Cleary's got to be – and I'd say who's the best. I, As you know, Rat and Daddy Vass, mm. I always say who's sitting at the table having dinner together when you talk about some of the greats in each position or whatever code. And when Gordy said it, I thought, yeah, I sort of agree with what he's saying. But then again, Nathan Cleary's 25, turns 26 in November. He's won two comps. Two state of origins. Two state of origin series mm. as well which he dominated in. The other ones he hasn't mm. so much. Alfie won his first comp at 25 in the Sydney comp. That was in 1992. Joey won his first comp in 97 when he was 22. JT won a comp at 21, but admittedly he was... More he, of on the fringe. He was in a change. Yeah, he got pulled yeah. in because Stephen Price was out injured. And then he won his next one um, in 11 years later in 2015 with the Cowboys when he was sort of you know, 30 years of age. What do you think? Oh, I, I think Cleary's, if he wins three comps this year, I think he definitely gets a seat at the table. Yeah, I, I think he's got the seat at the table, mate, to be honest. I mean, the argument is he hasn't dominated Origin, but he has on two series. Yeah, I, I think he's got the seat at the table. I, I get what Gordy's saying, but you're talking about a guy who's 25 and with a resume of, of someone, who, if, if they'd retired with that resume, you'd be... Exactly, yeah. You'd be going, wow, what, yeah. you know, what a... What a career. And yeah, Alfie um, and Joey were dominating and JT were dominating Origin like at, at the same age. I mean, mm. they were dominating every series. I think if there's a if there's a mark against Nathan, it's it's probably that. Those mm. like the last last couple of Origin series where, you know, he hasn't really been able to put his stamp on the game. Um, for whatever reason, I'm not sure, but we've seen him do it. Um I, I think he's the best halfback in the game. 
Like Joe, ha- Joey believes by the time he's retired, he'll be the greatest halfback he's ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, I mean, you, you just see aspects of his game and you just shake your head. I yeah. mean, yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. I, mm. I, he's the best halfback in the game without a doubt um, in my eyes. Um, others might have a, diff- a differing opinion, but uh, he's phenomenal. Yep. Love, Next one. Love to see uh, Cleary up against Reynolds very soon, in a couple of weeks maybe. It may, well, happen. It um, may happen in three weeks. Number two, who replaces Latrell Mitchell and Val Holmes in the centres for so, the Kangaroos? So why is, is Val not available? Well, he might not be. Because with, of with, this latest. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Wow. But if he is available, I think Val is one of the centres. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Who but if you had to pick, I'd, I'd put Crichton and Hammer. Crichton, definitely. Mm. Yep. Hammer was great in Hammer. origin. Throw Hammer in there. Well, Tony yeah. Staggs? He's oh, Tonga. Staggs. He's Tonga. Bradman Best? He's Tonga um, Katoni. Bradman Best is a chance, but I, I think the, the, the series that um, the Hammer had in origin yeah. showed he's... Definitely be there. He's a star. Yeah. Uh, and, he's a, and he can play centre. Mm. Like he played centre as a kid. Jack Whiten. Mm. Unless he's not suspended. No, he's not, he's not playing rep footy anymore, is he? Oh, you're right. He pulled yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, pulled out of rep footy. Third one, cheeky stab at the Rabbitohs. Have yep. they made the worst retention decision in the past decade by <laughs> letting Adam Reynolds go? You know what? It's or easy. Or have Brisbane made the best decision? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's such a pessimist you are, Danny. Oh. But no, you know what? It's easy to say now, yes. But at the time, yeah, with the data that. they had and, and the injuries... What happened that to had. Well, that, that's sports science coming overriding what there we're talking go. about. There you go. You know, it's yeah. um, Adam Adam Reynolds' desire to play and compete and be a winner uh, should override all of that, and you know they they should have kept him. I know he want I know he wanted security as any player should, but if he really wanted to play for South, they offered him a two year deal, one year, and a second year option. He wanted three years in the he? clubs in the clubs' favour. Mm. Yeah. If he really wanted to stay there, Adam would have backed himself and said, you know what, I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm going to play great footy and they're going to have to offer me another contract. If he didn't, he would have picked up a big contract somewhere yeah, else I don't anyway. Know. I, no, I, I, I don't agree. It's, it's, it's not that easy, I don't I know they that's... want security when you've got a family. Yeah, yeah. A three-year contract. Yeah. I get I, that. I, I think they should have... I, I, I think they should have offered him a three-year deal. I think he earned it. I think, you know, he's been a great right. servant of the club. Um, I, I thought it was I a agree. poor move. Absolutely. Their biggest fear was that they're going to lose Ilias, Ilias. to Which is an club issue, right? I and mean, not you... get him back. Yeah. So, mm. so anyway, I, yeah. in hindsight it is. No, not even in hindsight. It, we all commented at the same time. At the time. At the time, like, we were nah. all saying, no, nah, he probably should be offered a couple of years at yeah, least. Yeah. Minimum two years. So that's three burning questions with Daddy Vass for Toolkit Depot. Everything you need under the one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear in store. And online special guests coming up next. Broncos hooker, Billy Walters. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, nice Billy Walters. Nice bit of work from the Broncos number nine. And Brisbane go further in front. Yeah, they've been flying the Brisbane Broncos this year, and in a couple of weeks they'll play off to try and get into a grand final. And this young man, well, you would have heard the play on just then, the mm. audio, he has had a phenomenal season for the good. Brisbane Broncos. Their number nine, Billy Walters, joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Billy? Good, thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming on, because we're talking to you just off air, and, and, um, and you're playing golf with some of your teammates. Who are you playing with? 
Yeah, I'm playing with um, Jock Madden and Kobe Hetherington and, and one of Kobe's mates. So um, getting dusted up at the moment, actually. But so, so is, is it one of Kobe's? Finish off pretty strong. Is it one of Kobe's like yeah, just, country mates? Yeah, one so, of his um. Yeah. Yeah. So his name is. Yeah. So uh, do you hit him yeah. okay, or what, were you a bit rusty? Nah, or? this is probably this is probably the second time I played in about five years. So it's a, it's a big phase of the oh, at the club. That'd be rough. Uh, all the boys are really getting into it. So. Yeah, so I'm um, just trying to ease my way back into it. I see Jesse Arthur's down at the Glades a fair bit. You, you, you take your money off you, I think, if you're going to play him. He hits the ball good. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid all the, all the good golf players at the moment, so I'd just be <laughs> slowing them down with, with my shots getting sprayed everywhere, but yeah. um, maybe one day. Hey, so now you've got the week off, you've got a bit of time, to, you know, not all the time, but a little bit more time to sit back and watch everyone else play and do some recreational things. A lot of the guys... They don't live in Brisbane. A lot of a lot of them still live sort of on the way down the Gold Coast, don't they? Halfway, is that right? Yeah, a lot of them actually. I think at, at the Goldie. So um, yeah, they they love the beach too much. I think they love the girls down there, to be honest. So they love um, yeah going to the beach every day and the pavilion, getting their rigs out. Yeah, exactly. So um, oh, it's not for me doing the drive every day, but uh, I suppose they love it. Yeah. So, mate, you're 80 minutes away from playing in the grand final. When you signed with Brisbane back in in July of 2021, could you see this happening as quickly as it has? To be honest, um, no, not really. I mean, I knew we're always going to be thereabouts. Um, It's always been a strong squad in in Brisbane, and especially at the Broncos. Um, But, yeah, it's kind of really just come together this year. We've been pretty blessed with injuries, and um, I'd probably say a lot of our players this year have probably played their their best footy that they've played in their career. So. Mm. Um, the stars are kind of aligning for us at the moment, and um, that's what you kind of need if uh, if you want to win a premiership. So, um, but we've still got a fair bit of work to do yet. But um, yeah, it's definitely looking promising. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is, mate. You grew up in the halves. You grew up playing in the halves. Was it your uncle Kerrod who suggested to jump in the number nine jersey, or who was it who suggested moving into the middle and uh, employing your trade in the number nine? Yeah, it's, it's been funny. I, w- once I kind of hit under 18s, um, a lot of coaches have kind of pushed me to try nine and. Um, you know, I was a bit reluctant because I was always a smaller body, and defence wasn't my one of, wasn't one of my strongest uh, attributes. So I was pretty hesitant to get in there. But Kevy last year just kind of said, um, if you want to play for the Brisbane Broncos in the NRL, you got to play number nine. There's no more playing halves or anything, or trying to play both positions. So um, yeah, I just had to dive in head first, and I spent the whole preseason just wrestling the forwards and and kind of getting that work rate up. And um, yeah, it's it's worked this year. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. <laughs> you just said Kevy. So, is so it, is it, at yeah. training, is it Kevin? Because playing with Martin Lang and John Lang, and you yeah. did too, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I was, I was really interested in the dynamic at training, but he just said, hey, Dad, what do you want me to do? Yeah. So at training, is it Kevy or Dad? Yeah, I, I call him Kevy. I think I've only slipped up maybe two or three times the whole time I've been here at the moment. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Kevin as much as possible. So. Now, the, we interviewed Ivan Cleary a couple of weeks ago. Um, Billy and he, he, Ivan said that when both he and Nathan and, and their the youngest son Jet when they're together they just talk footy non-stop are you the same at home yeah. with, with your dad and your uncles yeah basically it's, I mean it's, it's in our blood so it's, it's pretty hard not to when it's like what you dream about what you what you think about all the time it's, um, it's hard to not talk about it when you're with other people that feel the same way so um, yeah we love talking footy like who's playing good who's not playing so well you know some of the freak players that you know, I get to come up against. So uh, it's pretty cool when um, you talk about all these great players and then you get to rub shoulders with them week in, week out. Yeah, well, you've grown up in the dressing sheds of some of the yeah, greatest. Now, nice. your assistant coach, Johnny Cartwright, Hoss, uh, he told us that um, when we interviewed him, that Kevy's big focus was that he just wanted a tight-knit playing group. 
and when you tight knit, you're going to turn up for each other. And it's it's really changed over the last twelve months. Can you put it down to anything, or is it just the maturity of the players now? Yeah, well, I, I, I kind of tend to agree with Kevin. You need to be. That was a big thing about Melbourne when I was down there because everyone was from out of state. Everyone was so close and it showed on the footy field. And I think at the moment at the Broncos, um, you know, a lot of this squad has been together for a long time now. We haven't really. Besides last year, we had a few signings, but like I think the last twelve months, we only really had Jock Madden and. You know, a couple of boys come in that um, you know, haven't been playing with the rest of the squad for a long time. So, you know, when you're playing footy together for a lot of years, you, you become close and become really good mates off the field. And, um, yeah, that's that's showing on the field at the moment. Yeah, it certainly is. You look like a great bunch of mates. Now, on Cardi, now, I was coached by Cardi at the Gold Coast Titans and, and everyone he, everyone he laid down the challenge for him to, to wrestle him. He was undefeated, un- unbeaten. Still today. Still still undefeated. Apparently. Well, well, maybe. We're, we're about to find out. If you tried to wrestle him... And if you haven't, has anybody else and has anybody beaten you? So it's funny you say that. So Cardi actually recently had surgery on his neck for a bulging disc, mm. I think it was. Mm. And he got that injury because he was holding a pad for Fleggy before a game. Fleggy said, oh, Cardi, can you hold this pad? I need to do some, some bumpers. And I think he bumped him over. He hit him in a way and he, and he hurt his neck. So he's been out of action all year. I think that was in about round one, too. So he struggled <laughs> with it for a couple of months and he finally got surgery on it. Oh, so I can't wait to carve him. Oh, wow. I can't wait to carve him. He'll be copping it. Yeah. He'll be copping it. Mate, you held yeah. Melbourne to nil. Um, fantastic performance by you guys. What's something that you're going to take out of that game, which you'll take into the prelim? I mean, obviously defence was great, but are there any, any other areas that, you know, maybe the layman didn't see that you were really happy with? Um, I think you didn't hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's the defence. That's what wins comp. That's why the Penrith have been the best team the last three or four years because they've had um, the best defence. So, you know, Melbourne's got a really great attack and um, I still think our attack was probably a little bit off before we left a, a few points out there. Uh, but, the, yeah, the most pleasing thing was that we kept them to zero and, um, you know, no disrespect to Melbourne, but it didn't really feel like they were going to break our line at, at too many points in that game either, which is even better, you know. It wasn't like lucky that we got to zero. I felt like we really earned that. So, um you know, it's proved to us that our systems are working and if we can keep working hard for each other with the effort areas, um, yeah, we can hold anyone to nil. It's pretty dominant, pretty mm, dominant. Um, now, is it true? Now, we've got some audio here. This is from you, Freddie interviewing you earlier on. He's do you live with pressure. your dad? No, I don't. I wish I did. He lives in a bloody mansion in, in the city there. But... <laughs> so, dad lives in a mansion. Is that correct? Yes. He actually just last year, I think, did a big reno on it and um, I'm not sure why he did it because... My other three siblings are still living with them and they're never oh, going to move really? out now. <laughs> huge. I even asked if I could move back in. <laughs> okay, some real quick fire questions here. Does the Redfern yep. Adam Reynolds come out every now and then? Yeah, 100%. You can, you can take the kid out of Redfern, but you can't take Redfern out of the kid. So, um, yeah, he's one of the biggest pets in the team. Now, have you got to have a shot? Are you waiting to have a shot yet or not? No, nah, that's all right. Um, the boys have played on without me. That's all good, though. Okay. Um... Who has more swagger, Jordan Ricky or Reese Walsh? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm probably going to go Reese Walsh. He's okay. a pretty cool kid. <laughs> love him so, uh, just a quick question on Reese Walsh. I'm sure he looked like he had painted fingernails in that game he on the weekend. Did he have? Did he have painted fingernails? Oh, mate, you don't want to go there. There's a lot of boys these days that paint their fingernails and uh, paint their toenails. I think it started out as a good cause for charities and. Uh, and cancer and whatnot, but um, yeah, I think they've decided they like it on all their toes, and so you hate oh. to see all their boots off, all their toenails are painted. Does, does Reese get his eyebrows manicured? 
I'd have to say so. I mean, I don't talk to him about it. It's not something that crosses my mind, but um, they look they too beautiful, good. I think aren't him, they? Him and Ezra go. Mm. I think him and Ezra go together. So, <laughs> okay, last one. Billy Walters, do you own a man bag? No, I, I can't knew. afford. A, I knew it. The the big hectic man bags that the boys walk around in. Yeah, mm. but you you come from. And if a, I did, if I could, I think my my fiance would probably take it off. Yeah, but you come from a tough household, so yeah. I wouldn't think that you'd be allowed to wear a man bag. So it's good to hear. Good to yeah. hear. Hey, Billy, your form has been outstanding uh, this been. season. Um, and going into the preliminary final, um, you only dream about playing in a grand final as a kid. Uh, you were there when your dad won one in, the last one in 2000. You, you and your brothers are involved in those photos, of course, those famous photos, mm. and you get the opportunity to possibly play in one in a few weeks' time. So good luck in a couple of weeks. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Go to Bronx. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. NRL update. Teamless mm. Tuesday. All thanks to our mates at Mitre 10 Trade. Before we do that, big news we should have touched on earlier on, late this afternoon. Uh, Stephen Crichton leaving the Panthers to go to the Bulldogs. So the Panthers are going, okay, you know, we're going to take one of your superstars, Paul Alamotti, the 19-year-old Huge centre. Signing. Yeah. Good player, really mm. good player. That's a great signing. They've also got Taylor May to come back mm. from a knee Rico. And Dane Laurie, they've signed from the Tigers as well. Yeah, yeah. When you think maybe next year, I, I said I can win four or five. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's easy just... to recruit when you win. Hey? Oh, oh, mate. So we, a little, little bit like Melbourne over the years. Okay, teamless Tuesday for these games on Friday night. The Storm up against the Roosters. Not quite sure about this one. Difficult to beat the Storm in Melbourne, but they have lost many a finals in. Uh, in Melbourne and for yep. the Stormy Rat. Yeah, yeah. So Marion Seve um, and Justin Olam are in the centres. Yep. Um, Remus Smith is on the wing, uh, replacing Xavier Coates. He's injured, yeah. He's out. But Pappenhausen's out and young Tonomapaya. So um, they're the changes for Melbourne. And Interesting to see whether young Sua Fayalonga, who's been named in Germany. Well, he's on the reserves bench, yeah. yeah. Interesting whether he mate, gets included. Deserves a run. Uh, at mate, worst, they oh, need to put, put him, him on the at, bench. They need to put him on the bench. Yeah. Absolute live wire. Well, I think they will. So we were wondering what the Roosters were going to do with their injuries. In the sense, uh, yeah. And the, the two people we mentioned yesterday, Paul Momorowski and Jackson Polo, have been recalled. So okay. Momorowski in the centres, Polo on the wing, Momorowski will partner Corey Allen in the centres. Um, other than that, uh, sides pretty much um, yeah. like last week. So Saturday um, game, the Warriors, which are hosting the Knights at Go Media Stadium, which is Mount Smart Stadium, of course. Big one is Sean Johnson returns in yep. jersey number seven. The rest is the same. And for the Knights, Hastings out. Adam Clune named. Good player, Adam Clune. Lockie Fitzgibbon out. Declan Lucas in. Really good replacement. I think that forward pack of – I mean, that, that look, at the end of the day, the forward pack, they dictate whether you win or lose. The backs dictate by how much. Yep. Um, and that forward pack can get it done, I yeah. think. Yeah, well, I think the Warriors will win, but it wouldn't surprise me if this Knights team create another uh, big event. So that's our teamless Tuesday for Sports Day and the local business. The value's having yours. That's why the Trade Trust might attend. After the break, a bit more. Well, we'll have some NFL news. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. 
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Now, you may not love your NFL, or you may love your NFL, but I do know that we love our NFL here oh, at Sports Day. favourite sport in oh, the world. You know what? I've got rugby league, and a touch behind that's boxing, and then a touch behind that is NFL. Yeah, well, I, I go rugby league. You're a 49ers fan, oh, aren't well, you? I go NFL, rugby league on par, then rugby union, mm-hmm. and then surfing. Oh, <laughs> golf? Oh, uh, no, golf. Well, I don't... If you can drink a beer while you're doing it, it's not really a sport. Yeah, true. It's a social Agreed outing. It, yeah, ten pin so, bowling. So I don't, I don't really consider golf a sport that I'd follow. Like a, like it's not a team sport. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But um, I love I love the NFL. But the, I mean, everything was around the new documentary Hard Knocks, which followed the New York Jets. It's a great insight into into professional sports. And of course, the biggest signing over the over the off season was Green Bay Packers, my team. And their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, as Woogie would call him, Aaron. Parted ways. Aaron Warren. And I was never a huge fan of his at Green Bay, but he's gone to the New York Jets. And today they played the last game against the, of the first round against the Buffalo Bills. Monday night football. Yeah, who, of course, their Monday night football over there is huge. Is huge. Mm. It's, their, it's their main game. It's our Friday night game. So, And the way it finished out is the New York Jets. They end up winning 22 points to 16 in extra time. But Aaron Rodgers... After only four snaps, looks like he may have snapped his Achilles. Snapped his Achilles tendon. Oh, no, thirty-nine years of age. If yeah. he has, there's no coming back from it. Yeah, yeah. Wilson, mm. his replacement. He, he's a starter. He was a first-round pick. Yeah, was Zach it, Wilson. It, yeah, year before last, um, didn't quite hit the mark, but they know he's got the talent. So he was. The idea was to just play him behind Aaron Rodgers. He retires, and well, he jumped in and got them home. Yeah, he did. Yeah, did well. But so the, Josh Allen was awful. Four yeah, turnovers, yeah. 13 points off those. Not good. NFL round one uh, next week. Uh, have you got the Jets next week? I no. Don't I haven't looked at I don't think it is. Yeah. But anyway, the NFL has kicked off over the weekend, which uh, we are excited about. Let's get to a break, and after the break, we'll wrap the show up. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, let's wrap the show up here. And just to finish off, Rod Churchill, who used to, both he and his uh, his lovely mother Joyce, were the, the Clive Churchill medal um, well, they would present it. They would it. present it to the yeah. Clive Churchill Medal winner. That has now changed after Rod Churchill and the NRL have agreed that as of this year, the Clive Churchill Medal will be presented by former Clive Churchill Medal winners. Now, they went back retrospectively, and and they're going to start from the year 1986. So Peter Sterling from that, that win against the Bulldogs, 4-2, he will present the Clive Churchill Medal this year for the grand final. Like yeah, it and lump it. Oh, I don't mind it. Yeah. Um, probably would have would have left a pretty bitter taste in someone's mouth after what went on. Rod Churchill making yeah. comments about and, Latrell and, Mitchell. And, yeah. Yeah. Look, he made a mistake and he admitted to it, and he and he's and he's done the smart thing and just gone. Look, I'll just take myself out of this. I don't want to sully my family's name anymore. Um, yeah, smart move. There's some belief that. There's some belief. Well, in the AFL, whoever wins, they have a representative from a former player from that club. That, rep, that that gives the the medals. Right. And then there's the Norm Smith medal, the player of the match as well. 
There's some suggestions that last year's Clive Churchill medal winner should present this year's Clive Churchill, but they may still be playing in the game. Yeah, well, they may still be playing, yeah. and, and if they're not, they might have the shits that they're not. Yeah, true. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. What do you think? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Do you like that? Do you like that a former winner will present the Clive Churchill medal as of this year? That's it for Sports Day on a Tuesday night. Thank you, Daddy Bass. Thanks, boys. Thank you, Rat. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, and we'll see you again tomorrow night.